This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is going on, my friends? This is Damien, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 235. Even though today's week is all about percussion instruments, it has nothing to do with percussionists. Yes, you heard that right. Today is all about you, producers, songwriters, singers, guitar players, bass players, and basically anybody and everybody that does not consider percussion to be their main instrument. And you might be asking why, and I'm going to tell you the answer to that question after I, as always, give a massive shout-out to the wonderful companies I endorse. LP Percussion, Zildjian Cymbals, Vader, Drumsticks, Remo, Drumheads, Gibraltar, Hardware, Sympad Accessories, Yuka Tape, Calabrand U-Bases, which I love, Nirvana Handpans, specifically their Acolyte model, which I encourage you to check out. They're affordable, they're reliable, they look outstanding, they're unbelievable. And shout out to Nirvana Handpans who, who are growing their brand so much. Their social media presence is out of control. And I'm so proud of all the guys, especially Jay, of course. And last but not least, Ultimate Ears in-ear monitors. And as always, if you want to step up your in-ear game, if you want to have a much better listening experience, if you want to protect your ears more, if you want outstanding Bluetooth speakers, look no further. Check out Ultimate Ears. And when you're ready to purchase something or if you have questions, you email my friend Joe Lesser at ultimateaudiojoe at gmail.com. He is, of course, uh, an employee of um, Ultimate Ears here in Los Angeles. And you give him that code DA20 on that email, and you will get a 20% discount across the board. It does not matter what you purchase. It could be super high-end in-ear monitors. It could be entry-level in-ear monitors or earplugs or, or accessories. You name it. I got you, 25, 20% off, not 25, 20% off if you give them the code DA20. So let's get to it. During these insane times, obviously, we are all indoors. We're not outperforming. We're not necessarily out there recording or going to sessions. And by we, I not only mean us drummers slash percussionists, but also you musicians, artists. That implies you're also not working directly with uh, multi-instrumentalists or in this case with percussionists. And in this case, I meant multi-instrumentalists as people that play numerous percussion instruments. And the bottom line is that because we aren't working, and now with that we, I do mean all of us musicians, because we're not working or a lot of us aren't working, depending on where in the world you are. But here in the United States, nothing is back to normal and won't be back to normal anytime soon. So because we aren't earning, let's just say, as much money as we normally would, we might not be able to hire people like myself, <laughs> uh, uh, percussionists, or let's just call it anybody that's a specialized musician, which should be all of us, and every instrument obviously is worth of specialization, but you know what I'm saying. So if you are producing a track, or if you're a singer-songwriter, and if you're somebody with a pulse, <laughs> you want percussion in your life. And in my, all my years as, a, as an educator, especially at a school level, at, at places like School of Rock, and privately, I always try to 
address the importance of percussion, not only because of the instruments themselves and the, the beauty that it, it almost implies and comes or brings with it playing numerous instruments within that realm of percussion, but I also love the fact that it's going to promote rhythm, it's going to promote perhaps some sort of limb, voice, independence, and all these things are so phenomenal for our musicianship that is it's important for every person to know how to play some percussion the same way that I feel that every musician should know bass, for example. Uh, some people would say piano, but because I can't play piano and I don't want to get into that um, spiral of self-doubt <laughs> and imposter syndrome, which I conveniently am going to skip, I'm going to stick with what I love, which is bass as far as a harmonic instrument. So what I wanted to do today is share with you a few instruments that I think you should purchase and you should definitely learn how to play in order to basically survive or get into percussion. And there's a reason why I'm, I'm, I'm doing this particular podcast and the reason will be revealed in, in due time as I'm working on some, some videos with, um, with a, the intention of teaching more. But, and also, full disclosure, a, a side note, I endorse Latin percussion, a.k.a. LP. So I'm always going to recommend you purchase their instruments because they're the best and not because I'm with a company and they're not paying me to say this, but the fact of the matter is they are. They make the best congas, the best bongos, the best shakers, the best tambourines, the best accessories, the best panderos, the best bongos, the best djembes, you name it, they got it. So I want to divide this into two, hand drums and also what in Spanish we call percusión menor or minor percussion. Let's just call it handheld percussion. So as far as drums, everybody sort of gravitates towards the djembe. And it's understandable. I think it's a very cool instrument that it's very versatile. You, it's easy to play. The, the head is very thin. It's sort of easy to hold. And it's cool. But it's not an instrument that I excel at. And it's not so, something that I would normally recommend everybody. Another instrument that a lot of people go towards is the bongos, for example. And... I would also stay away, so to speak, from that instrument because it's very specific to Afro-Cuban music. And of course, it's versatile enough where you can play it in a bunch of different things. Disco and funk and R&B and, you know, Neil Soul records have bongos, Jamiroquai records have bongos, you name it, they're, they're present. But the way that we are supposed to play bongos, the way that they're meant to be played, similar to djembe, it's much more serious than perhaps other instruments. And, and let me make something clear. I'm not saying that the other instruments aren't as serious. What I'm trying to say is that to sound moderately adequate in that whole 80-20 principle, it's easier for me to do in other instruments. So, so far, even though I haven't recommended anything, I would say basically djembe and bongo, a djembe and a bongo, it's not necessarily the instrument I would go directly with. I love congas. So I'm going to always say that congas is the way to go. And with LP, with entry levels, like the, the, the Aspire model or the, the City models, even th those 
are phenomenal ways to get started in congas. You can tune them and they're going to be reliable. And that's the problem with a lot of, also with the bongos, not so much with the djembe's, but bongos and congas, when you go to a random person's house and they just kind of have them there to have them, they're never ever tuned properly. So they're not going to sound good. And even if you try to play somewhat, you know, you're kind of fumbling your way through certain patterns that you might learn, they're not going to sound good because they're not tuned properly. And, and it's not even a matter of being perfectly tuned. It just has to be like averagely tuned and you would kind of sort of get the sound. So I would always go with congas as my sort of first option. And even though they're more on the pricier side of things, if you want to compare it to, and they're a pair of congas usually, uh, but they're definitely the way to go. Second, I would say a cajon. And it would be not necessarily because it's an instrument that I excel at either or have lots of experience, but I do play it. And it's just the closest thing to a drum set. And there's all broad ranges. But again, you can't go wrong with an LP Cajon. They have, I use several models, but you can go with a high-end thing like the fiberglass, um, excuse me, the carbon fiber plate Cajon, which is unbelievable. And also their black box Cajon that's sort of entry level that is phenomenal as well. You can't go wrong with either one of those two. So... To throw a little sort of extra guy, I would say I particularly love the pandeiro, which is a traditionally a Brazilian instrument, that it's basically a headed tambourine with very specific sounding tambourines and a very specific sounding head. And the reason why I love it, it's because it's sort of a similar tone to the cajon. You have a what you would call a bass drum sound, and you also have a snare drum-ish sound. And I don't want to equate these to drum set necessarily because, again, every single one of these instruments deserve respect and love and admiration and studying. But I'm just trying to find common ground to somebody that might be a singer-songwriter from Indiana and you don't know anything about hand percussion or Afro-Caribbean percussion or Brazilian percussion. This might help you, okay? So again, to review, as far as hand drums, I would always go with congas first, maybe cajon second, and pandeiro third, because you can kind of get away with a lot of that. With a pandeiro, it's smaller real estate, and you can do a bunch of stuff. And again, it's really impossible to do all this, especially with the instruments that I love in, in, in one quick 10-minute podcast. Um, so that's that as far as hand drums go. Now, as far as handheld stuff, you cannot do anything without shakers. Shakers are, to me, the glue that holds everything together and there are so many options as far as sound feel the function the grip the weight the colors and there they can be genre based so it's very important for you to know that one shaker won't necessarily be universal and i encourage you to get two or three that are different sounds and different sizes and just mess around with the combination of those. Um, LP has these phenomenal shakers called the twist shakers that you can twist off and combine with different other ones from that line that allow you to have different sort of custom-made sounds. And I absolutely love that. But I encourage you to, when you're going to buy these shakers, to try a few different ones. I would normally tend to stay away from anything like fruit related. Like everybody has like the avocado or the peach or the 
lemon or whatever. And those might sound good, but they're not going to be as versatile for everything. So the bottom line is, if you have one of those, don't get rid of them. Don't get rid of any percussion instrument ever. Keep them. Keep those sounds. Keep that frog that sounds weird. Keep that guiro that you don't know how to use. Keep those cowbells. Keep those triangles, whatever you have. But if you're going to use them to write, to produce, to be super into it and involved, don't just think of shakers as like, oh yeah, I'm just going to add some shakers and that's it. Because it can enhance the song or it could be detrimental to the song. I truly believe that. Like any instrument, you know, you might see a triangle as being, you know, minuscule, but if it's in the wrong key and if it's a half a step away from, you know, a, a note in the song that just rubs the wrong way, then you're, you're, it's not going to work. So just keep those things in mind. And the second instrument that I would say, aside from the shaker that you obviously need and everybody knows, is the tambourine. Tambourines are way less, for me, genre-specific, so I wouldn't worry too, too much about, like, if it's used... For example, what I mean by, by genre-specific is that in Brazilian music, you tend to use a very particular sound of shakers. You wouldn't necessarily use something else. The same way that in Afro-Cuban music, you use a type of shaker. Um, well, you could think about it as a chequere, but beyond that, if you're going to be in the studio and you have you don't have a chequere around and you have a few different shakers, you're going to find one that's potentially lower pitch so you can mimic a chequere, for example. But tambourines aren't that genre-driven, so I encourage you to try a few different ones. And again, maybe have a couple, one that's wooden, one that is plastic, for example, if those are your two options. And make sure that one of them might be a double row and might be a single row of jingles to get a little broader perspective and palette of sound. And I just think that those things are key. Of course, it's easy to think of cowbells and of just like little random stuff that that is just like boutique sounds or very like novelty-ish. And that's great. But if you're a producer, if you're a songwriter, and if you're writing acoustic songs wherever you are, and you just need a little bit of rhythm and some beats and stuff like that, do not go for the cowbells. Do not go for the random frog sounds. Don't go for the necessarily the cabasas or the maybe a frame drum could work. But those, you know, the the doombecks of the world, the djembes of the world, they might not be something that you want because it's also very sort of predictable, to be honest with you. Like a lot of people use these same sounds. Um, and with a, you might think like, well, yeah, I know. A lot of people use cajon. I understand that. But the reality is that depending on how you play the cajon, and obviously that's a whole different ball game, but how you play the cajon and with sort of what plugins you use, if you mic it properly and you do use, use different things, they can sound more like a drum set, less like a drum set. It can sound more busier, less busy. Of course, that's a matter of the performance. But all these things, the reason why I'm telling you about shakers, tambourines, congas slash cajon slash pandero is that they all live super well together. They belong, even though they're not in the same family necessarily, they belong together. You can't go wrong with any permutation of these. Whereas if you start getting into a different world uh, with other sounds, it might not be the jam. And I'm only telling you this based on my experience where I see some of my sound when I go to record. And it's not like I have this predetermined formula, but by and large, these four are pretty much 
your go-to things, shakers and tambourines for handheld percussion, which obviously you don't need me to tell you that, and congas and cajon uh, seem to do the trick for me. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions about this, please let me know. Send me a message on social media. I'm always also always on Twitch Mondays. Uh, I do a live music mentor podcast. On Wednesdays, I do some live handpan improvisation. Thursdays, I do the music mentor, but in Espanol. And Saturdays, I do a DJ set. Furthermore, if you're interested in lessons with me, drums, percussion, beginner bass, beginner to intermediate bass, beginner to intermediate guitar, if you want one-on-one specialized, personalized music mentorship sessions, I got you. Get in touch with me through my website or through social media. And as always, thank you so much for listening. This was a very percussion-driven or percussion for not percussionist-driven music mentor podcast.